Hey there, this is Sean McMahon. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast and thanks for supporting the ministry by lending your ears, your minds, hearts, all that good stuff. Don't be afraid to share this here message with a friend or a family member, even a stranger. Have at. It's not like it's going to bite. These messages are recorded live at the Community Baptist Church of Gayhead and Aquina on Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts, and the good old U.S. of A. If you're ever in town for a visit or suddenly find yourself shipwrecked on the southwest side of our lovely little island, climb up the clay cliffs and come on down to our little old chapel for our weekly 10 a.m. service. No need to wear anything special, just bring your special self. May God bless you. Scripture reading is from the book Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel being come in and said to her, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Who, having heard, was troubled at his saying, and thought to herself, What manner of salutation this should be? And the angel said to her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found grace with God. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and thou shalt bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of David his father, and he shall reign in the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How shall this be done? Because I know not a man. And the angels answered her, saying to her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the Most High shall overshadow thee. And therefore also the Holy which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she also hath conceived discipline in her old age. And, in, and this is the sixth month with her that is called barren. Because no word shall be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, it be done to me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her to the word of the Lord. So today is the fourth Sunday of Advent, and we lit the angel's candle. So when you think of angels, what do you think of? What do you visualize? Anybody? Yeah. Wings. You got some wings? All right. Got wings over here? Light. Light. Nice. Halo. Halo. Messenger. Messenger. I like that. I like where you're going with that, Priscilla. So we see this otherworldly imagery, stuff that we wouldn't expect to see in normal day-to-day life. In the book of Revelation, you see a giant angel who's who's straddling two land masses and has a rainbow flying through his head. And you see things like skin of bronze and, and steel and jasper and sapphire and all that stuff. It's just wild otherworldly imagery or something that you might see in a CGI animated movie, you know? And, and in the Bible, we often, we, we, we see them kind of sneaking in and out of scripture doing odd jobs. And, and it's always on behalf of the big guy, 
you know, the Lord on high. But let's also remember what the apostle tells us in the Bible. He also says, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by so doing, some people have entertained angels unaware. And Priscilla was spot on. Angels means messengers. And if, if I'm not mistaken, it's malchim, which means messengers. That's the Hebrew. And it's interesting because a reading earlier today was prepare the way of the Lord. I will send my messenger before me. Do you know who, who said that? Which prophet that was? That was Malchai, the messenger, talking about messenger. It's all the same word, angels, messengers. So the, angel, uh, the, uh, the angel's candle today is to commemorate all those angels who conspired to give the good news to God's people. And not just when Jesus was born in the manger, not just that time, but also before that. Today in our reading, for instance, we read about the Annunciation. And that's where the angel Gabriel tells Mary that she's going to conceive Jesus. But the angel's activities also go further than that, too. It's all the same good news, but it goes back even further. Gabriel, the same angel, he makes another appearance. Uh, he actually makes four, specifically, Mr. Gabriel. Um, 5th century B.C., he appears to Daniel. That's, that's, uh, that's 400 years before, almost 500 years before Christ comes. And he comes to tell Daniel about Jesus, about the advent of Christ and the establishment of his kingdom. So Gabriel, what that means, Gabriel, that means God is my power. Gabriel also goes to Mary's cousin-in-law, Zacharias, to tell him, that he and his wife will soon be expecting. Do you know who that baby was? John. John the Baptist. Y'all know that John the Baptist and Jesus were cousins? Good, good. Now, Zacharias is a bit skeptical, and he's even scared, but the angel says, I am Gabriel. God is my power, and I stand in the presence of God. God sent me to speak to you and to give you good news. Now that's service, okay? The apostle says, are not the angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who inherit salvation? And that they are. And look no further than these visitations for proof positive. Now, don't angels also bring news of doom and gloom? Haven't we seen that before? Don't they rain down fire and brimstone? over Sodom and Gomorrah. And isn't it angels that pour out the bowls of wrath in the book of John the Revelator? It's spooky stuff. It's scary stuff. And yeah. It's still messages of service, though, because they call us to repent before they do it. End of sermon. Yeah, exactly. It's the same angels, but... Sorry, Pastor. No, I appreciate the interaction. It's good. It's good class. Sodom and Gomorrah... His angels were sent to destroy a wicked city that was harming God's people, that was oppressing them. Abraham was warned because he was favored by God and also for Abraham's sake, Lot and his family were saved. Abraham did some negotiations with the angels. So exactly, they're warned, they're given an opportunity to repent, to be saved. And then... The action took place. It was doom and gloom and fire and brimstone for those who would harm the innocent and oppress those who put their faith in God. But it was salvation to those faithful people of God who groaned under that heavy oppression and who longed for deliverance from it. 
and who were finally vindicated for their suffering, that something was finally done. And in all these things, the angels were indeed sent to serve those who would inherit salvation, sent to assist those who would be saved. And it's even the same in the book of Revelation. Revelation is filled with angels. They're singing to God sometimes. They're making announcements. They're blowing trumpets. They're pouring out bowls of wrath. But do y'all remember the first angel in the book of Revelation? Let me read it. It's the one right at the beginning. It's the one who's telling everything to John. That's what the book of Revelation is. Here's the first words of the book of Revelation. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon come to pass. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John. So that whole book is an angel serving those who would inherit salvation. So while it might seem like bad optics for an angel to be pouring out wrath over the earth, the people of God wouldn't even know about it if it weren't for the angel sharing the intelligence beforehand. And just like in Sodom and Gomorrah, that wrath isn't just for nothing. It's not just wanton violence. It's to vindicate God's people, especially God's martyrs who have been suffering and it's God's way of showing all humanity, if you touch one hair on the head of my people, I'm going to make sure that the only thing people remember of you is that I erased every trace of your existence for doing it. That's vindication. In every case, the angels are sent by God to minister to those whom God wishes to save. Angels are like high clearance military intelligence officers in God's kingdom. And they're charged with God's rescue missions for his people, for you. Have you ever been going about your day when all of a sudden you get a funny feeling and you can't shake it and you don't know why? You know what I'm talking about? Once my mother and my sister were running some errands and, and they got a funny feeling. My mother specifically got a funny feeling as they were driving toward the bank. And without knowing why, she just kept going. She just drove past it and said, maybe let's go to the supermarket first. And after they went to the supermarket, they turned back and went to the bank because it had to do that errand. And it was swarmed with police, police vehicles. And as it turns out, there had just been an armed bank robbery. They just missed it. It wasn't just a feeling that my mom had had. I think it was one of God's high clearance military intelligence folks tipping off my mom saying, don't go in there. Something's about to go down. My mom, she was entertaining whispering angels unaware. And I don't think it's just female or motherly intuition either. We've all heard stories like this. And I have one myself. Do you? Yes. Yep. During, during a heavy uh, summer storm maybe 10 years ago, uh, I was pulling up to my parents' house. And I had to park in the street because the driveway was full. And I parked, and then just for no reason at all, I just started the engine and moved up just a few feet. And no sooner had I done that than a massive branch just crashes through my back windshield. And that's where my front windshield would have been if I hadn't moved for no reason at all. I have no idea what, have, what would have happened to me. And I'd probably have worse things to worry about than whether my insurance would cover my windshield. And I, I don't know why I did what I did. 
I don't even know if I could say I had a funny feeling. I don't remember having a funny feeling. No sense of foreboding. I just did it for no reason. And I just remember feeling like someone was looking out for me. And I think I was entertaining an angel unaware. I like to think that I have good intuition, but I don't think that accounts for what happened. And I think what accounts for what happened was that God intervened. And you all feel like you've had experiences like that too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when God wants to save you, He's not going to send you help that you're just going to miss if you're not paying attention. God desires that all people be saved, okay? so. When he's saying angels are ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation, God desires all people to be saved. And when he wants to save you, he's not just going to save you from something that you can save yourself from. Because if you can save yourself from it, you don't need to be saved from that. But in the hour of real trouble, he says, I am with you and I will save you, declares the Lord. He delivers and rescues and performs signs and wonders, miracles. When the chances are slim, that's when he beats the chances for you. And if it's impossible with man, if it's impossible for you, it's possible for him, and he will do it. And if anyone thinks that you haven't been saved before, that's poppycock, because even your mama and daddy have saved you from more things than you know before you could talk you didn't know what was going on back then and maybe now that you're grown you have the level of knowledge your mama and daddy did but you don't know what your father in heaven knows do you we could be saved from all sorts of calamities every day and we don't know about it how could we God made you and he knows you better than you know yourself and if we who don't know ourselves as good as God does think we haven't ever been saved by God and we can't even see behind our own heads Or are we kidding? We've probably been saved every day of our lives and we didn't know it. As for me, I will praise the Lord who saved me more times than I will ever know. We all will. Amen. Amen. So, how is it that angels can whisper into our lives even if we're not good at hearing, even if we don't have intuition how do they interact with us what are we to believe in other words or how are we to believe if we're going to believe that God's high clearance military intelligence officers are standing by to help us on our path to salvation how do we wrap our heads around that so you ever heard of the Apostles Creed it's on the website now Um, it's in your bulletin so it's it's the earliest creed of the church before the Nicene Creed, and before even the official creed of the American Baptist Church, right? Before there were Catholics or Coptics or Chalcedonians, there was one church, and this was the short creed. Uh, It's in your bulletins, and I want us all to read it together. One, two, three. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. 
ascended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of body, and life everlasting. Amen. So none of this should seem foreign to any of us. Uh, and if anyone's worried about the Catholic part, that means universal, by the way. So anyone who, you know, tripped on that, don't you worry. That's, this, is, this is a creed that literally pretty much every church in the world could agree on, regardless of denomination. This, these are the fundamental beliefs of the Christian churches throughout the ages. So which of these lines, these basic beliefs, these basic facts of the Christian revelation might explain how we might commune with an angel? Any guesses? Uh, I believe in Jesus Christ, the only Son of our Lord. Foundational, yes. And there's something that follows that's a little more specific, and it's, of course, connected to that. And it's the communion of saints. Yep. Now, think about this for a second. Do you remember, like, what... Old school Christians, first century, what did they call God's people? Starts with an S. The sect? The saints. The saints. The saints. You had St. Mary, St. Peter, St. John, and St. James. Do you know what they also called the angels? Same thing. St. Gabriel, the archangel, St. Raphael, St. Michael, the archangel. Saints isn't a word that just applies to people. It applies to those who belong to God, who are God's holy possession. And I think that's why the communion of saints, that line, follows after the church, the body of Christ in the order of this creed. It follows from that because our communion with the angels and saints flows out of our communion with Jesus Christ. We are all one in him. Right? That's what Jesus prayed at the Last Supper, that we may all be one, one vine. So we here on earth are in communion with heavenly beings through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is a foundational belief of the Christian faith. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him, Jesus, to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven. That's in the Bible. If you should ever become convinced that your life is mundane or that the world you're living in is dull, take heart. It can never be mundane. Your life can never be mundane because Christ, the Son of God, is living his own life through you. That's the mystery of the communion of saints. And the world you're living in can never be dull because it's illuminated by the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. The world is filled with the wonders of his love, right? The least of which, well, maybe not the least of which, but the communion of the saints. That's a part of the wonders of his love that we're connected through time and space to those who have gone before us and to those who stand around the throne of God, singing to him, praising him, working for him, interceding for us by coming down doing the dirty work that we can't even see behind the scenes. 
if, if we could see through the eyes of the spirit, you'd see a vibrant world that's beyond your wildest dreams, populated with more than just flesh and blood, but spirits made perfect, angels that are like winds, servants that are like flames of fire. That's what you see with the eyes of faith. You're never alone. You're always surrounded on all sides by a great cloud of witnesses. Are not the angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation, who will be saved? You are entertaining angels aware because you are an inheritor of salvation. Never doubt your great salvation. Because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our trespasses. It is by grace you have been saved. By faith. If you say the name Lord Jesus, that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, you'll be saved. So with this angel's candle lit, we're going to remember all the times God has sent his ministering spirits to save us. And we're also going to thank the Lord for the gift of salvation which he has given us in our Lord Jesus. Amen? Amen. Beautiful. Let's say a quick prayer. Lord, we thank you for sending your son Jesus to be our Lord and Savior, to be our forerunner in the faith, to show us how it's done, and not just that, to, to, show, us, to show us what love is. Great love has no greater man than this, that a man like, might lay his life down for his friends. And when the Lord became flesh, he had his disciples, he had his followers, and he called them friends. And we are his disciples and friends. And we thank you that by being friends with the Lord, we can also be the children of God. And that we may call you Father. And that we have access to a very high level of special help. And we thank you for every time you have ever put your hand in our lives and touched us to save us. And we thank you for every time you've done that and every time you will do that, not just for us, but for our friends, our family, all of our loved ones. By your powerful world, by your powerful word, this whole world is held together. We give you thanks for that. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sean McMahon Podcast. Visit SeanSellickMcMahon.com for more information about his ministry. For more about Sean's music, please visit WorkmanSong.com.